0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have fun and meaningful conversations with all kinds of tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's been a very long time since I've posted a podcast episode. I've been very busy with family life, and on top of that, I have recently relocated to Switzerland. Although my wife, son, dog, and I are enjoying much of Europe, At the moment, most of our personal belongings have not arrived yet, so it's been quite an adventure, to say the least. But enough about me. Let's get into the show. My guest today is Dimitris Branofsky. He's been a guest on the podcast before, a little over two years ago, I think, and it's great to have him back. He's originally from Greece, but is now located in Portugal. He's one of the masterminds behind the Tango Partner app, which has thousands of downloads. He's also the author of several popular books about tango. And today, we'll be talking about his latest book, How to Dance More in Malangas for Followers. And with me now, returning to the show, is Dimitris Bernofsky. Dimitris, great to be talking to you again. Um, We had a really fun conversation over two years ago, and I'm Looking forward to catching up.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Great to be back.
0: Yeah. All right. So, uh, gosh, I, I know it's a huge question to ask, what have you been up to since 2021? But first, let me start off with maybe um, a more fun question. So since 2021, Dimitris, um, how has your
1: tango dancing changed? Well, thing is that for about uh, 13, 14 years, I was dancing in a very specific way and I think i hit a plateau maybe i don't know i would say six seven years ago and i was trying to break through breakthrough i was trying again and again and i couldn't figure out what was wrong and i thought i just need to try harder and harder uh, but happily uh, it was about uh, six months ago i met some teachers that uh, i don't know they talk in a way that i could understand and they they were approaching tango in a way that i would like to approach it too and since that moment, uh, I, I travel. I met, I met with them. I stayed in their house for like four or five days. They hammered me. And I realized I have a lot of things to change and to improve. And I started practicing, practicing, practicing. So my dance, the last six months have been going worse and worse, which I think is a good you know? mm-hmm.
2: signal
1: <laughs> because I all, the, all the bad habits, all the bad habits. But I'm very happy because I can finally see, see a way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, like what you said, hitting those plateaus, because some people hit those plateaus and they just get comfortable there. And they just say, okay, well, this is the way it's going to be. And yeah, like you said, it's uncomfortable to, to evolve, to keep growing. But that's the beautiful thing about this dance. There's always something new to discover, either about yourself or, or uh, to bring to the dance. Now, did your partners also notice something different about the way you were dancing?
1: Well, I can tell you right away, the first milonga I went and I danced with some of my, you know, the people that I dance more often with, they were like, what's wrong with you? Something feels very, very weird. <laughs> and now it's been almost five months, five, six months that I'm practicing. I went to a marathon a couple of weeks ago and I danced with one of my favorite partners. And so it was like, Dimitris, you're not enjoying it anymore. You keep thinking. And I'm like, absolutely, I am. Because <laughs> I, have, I have to keep fight, keep fighting all the habits of my body right so it's it's this uncomfortable part now where i don't enjoy dancing so much mm. but i know i have to pass through it uh so mm-hmm. but i'm happy for it i'm happy for it i keep practicing every day i start um, putting into my routine a little bit more weight training that i know mm. most people don't do it for tango but at least for me i need to strengthen my ankles because i know once my ankles are stronger my balance is better. I know I can push the floor a lot easier. I can support my partners. I can pivot a lot easier. So I start to put all these kind of new things into uh, into the play and I, I really enjoy it.
0: Great, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, you have also written several books. We've talked about that last time uh, and you came up with this wonderful app. I still have the app on my phone. Um, That seems to be doing really well. And now you have a new book out. Now, I think if I remember correctly, this uh, started out somebody, a lady came up to you asked, hey, I'm not getting any dances. What am I doing? Be straight with me. And um, that kind of opened the floodgates to to this
1: really uh, huge project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The thing is that, there are very few times that people come very open and they tell you, you know, I want feedback. We we live in a society where we, like the moment somebody tries to give feedback, we just close all doors. We don't want to listen to anything. And when the feedback is unsolicited, I completely understand it, but uh, <laughs> it feels very nice when a friend comes and say, you know what, I just want to dance more. I want to dance. Like I pay, I pay to travel, I pay for the events, I pay for the classes. Why? Because I want to dance, mm-hmm. right? and when a friend asks you and you're like okay that person needs help and i try to help her i try to tell her like you know what i see what i notice is this and this maybe if you change that you will dance more but i was feeling like i was not giving her all the answers because i was just trying to make some educated guesses
2: Mm
1: -hmm. not really knowing so i wanted to explore that so i started asking more and more people uh I would be happy if you, if you want to concern a little bit how everything was. Yeah,
0: started. start start from wherever you want to start. This is it's a huge question. How do I get more dances at Milongas? And I noticed a quite some uh, lively discussion because I'm subscribed to your Facebook page. i um, again I haven't really been doing much tango in the last couple of months because of this move. But every once in a while I glance over and just be a l- huge list of back and forth. And uh, yeah, please please tell us.
1: Uh, i will start with this mm-hmm. when somebody is satisfied usually doesn't talk a lot we don't complain we don't post we don't do we're happy we're satisfied we just we enjoy a good dance and we go home right usually what happens is when we are not satisfied with something is when we talk more and this is why a lot of times you see online on facebook that a lot of people complain about the different problems of tango
2: yeah
1: and i realize that everybody who is satisfied they don't participate in their conversation it's mm-hmm. the people that feel like, OK, I'm not satisfied with that. I want to do something about it, that they talk. And when it comes to the topic, why we don't dance more in milongas, most people, they have already their own assumptions. Mm-hmm. You know, and usually it's something bad about other people. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of personal responsibility. So mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I cannot change other people. If I try that, it's a losing battle. It will not work. So if I want to change myself, what do I need to change, right? Mm-hmm. And I was lucky because at that point, uh, the Tango Partner app had already about 16,000, 17,000 users. Wow. Not the Curious get a newsletter, so I had a lot of, a few thousand subscribers there as well. So, what I did, I said, okay, let's send three questions out there. Mm-hmm. Let's ask uh, mainly what do you see in any longer that makes you not want to dance with someone? What do you see in any longer that makes you want to dance with someone? And what do you do when you want to dance more? Mm. Right? And I started sending it out there. I created a couple of Facebook posts, some some web pages, and I saw that people started sharing more and more. They they shared it with their friends, so I had even more answers, more answers. Mm. I started realizing, okay, we have something here. After that, I got a little bit more crazy. I started paying for Facebook ads, so I was (laughs) like, I was promoting the post everywhere. I was getting like so many answers. At one point, I was like, will I have time to like review everything? And and not just that, will I have the ability to make sense out Mm -hmm. of the data because you don't want to have, I don't know, 5,000 responses and not knowing what to do with them, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So the main idea was that some people naturally get invited more. You Mm -hmm. know, you're you're young, you're beautiful, you're a great dancer, probably you're going to dance more than somebody else Mm -hmm. if you're both doing the same things in a milonga, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: My question was, what what can a person do to dance more independently on their own conditions, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I didn't want to do something academical. So it was not about, okay, pure statistics, Right. Uh, let's make sure the science is right. No, mm-hmm. for me it was something very simple. Let's send the survey out there, get the question, mm-hmm. see, uh, get the answers, see which answers appear more often, and then put that into a program. And that's what I did. I created an online program, mm-hmm. I put it out there. I start having the first hundred people, 150 people, they joined the program. We went through it. I asked for feedback, what worked, what didn't work, what can we improve, what you could not understand, what you could understand easily. I started putting there. I asked for more ideas from the participants of the event, of the, of the, of the online course. Mm-hmm. So once I had that, then I put everything together into a document and then I published the book. Wow. And it, it was basically my focus on, 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 making something actionable, mm-hmm. it's not about the theory, it's about, okay, I get into a milonga, what do I do?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I In some milongas, I get to dance more. In some others, I don't dance a lot. Mm-hmm. Why? What is different?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was, that was my full focus. Uh, by the way, the online course, it used to be, it still is available for 97 euros mm-hmm. or dollars in your case. It's more or less the same, but if anyone wants to simply, all your subscribers or your listeners, they can just contact me, send me an email. I can mm-hmm. give them free access. If they want to um, to to watch it online, if they don't prefer the book version, mm-hmm. they can watch everything online. They can uh, enjoy my Greek accent <laughs> for about two hours. Uh, it's not an easy ask, but that's what they will have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
0: Yes, yeah, so I I don't want you to give away too much because I do want people to read the book, but um, I, I don't I don't care. I want okay. to give as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so what were what were some assumptions you had that that turned out to be that seemed logical but turned out to be wrong?
1: I think it's the most common assumption that we all have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, you go to milonga, there's a good dancer. He doesn't dance with you. He's probably, um, how politically correct is your podcast?
0: It doesn't matter, say whatever you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We can call a couple of of, of names. But, you know, you just think like he's just a a big fat uh, A guy. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't want to dance with anyone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And other assumptions have to do simply with, okay, I'm not young, I'm not beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to dance with me. Or this person, he he just doesn't dance our way. So he has his own personal way of dancing. That's why they don't dance with
2: us. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, I think that the most useful way to explore uh, this topic is the following. We mm-hmm. could discuss what are the negative signals. Mm-hmm. So which are the signals that most people send out there mm-hmm. without most of the time realizing it? Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are the positive signals? So the kind of signals that we want to, to increase when we are in a milonga, if we mm-hmm. want to dance more. And then we can explore what other women do when they want to dance more. Mm-hmm. I got some amazing uh, responses there. Mm-hmm. And maybe after that, if we still have some time, we can discuss you know, some of the out-of-the-box tips. Yeah. Something that very few women seem to be doing, but mm-hmm. it seems to be working amazingly well.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of things to to talk about, but yeah, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, again, the whole the whole discussion that I kind of glanced through was was really was really fascinating. Um, yeah, so just kind of to jump to the part, the guess the juicier part that people want to know. So, what are some of the the things that you know? I guess the the, the book. I think it's it's mainly geared towards followers. This version, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for for the ladies out there you said there are some but only a few are doing but not you, all you to, what you what want are, to start
1: from the juicy I, see. I, I want
0: to start with the i think the listeners want to start with the juicy they want to say come on Demetrius, tell us what's the
1: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. i will tell you i will tell you something sure we have strategy and we have tactics uh-huh. okay yes when it comes to strategy you need to understand what leaders are looking for and what leaders don't like mm-hmm. and then you change your complete strategy and then you you go to milonga in way different uh with a way different understanding of what's happening around you
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then you have the you know the tactics which are just tips that you can just apply and mm-hmm. they might be a little bit out there yeah i, I can start with uh, with the tips but for me it would be a lot more useful okay for people to understand um, the strategy itself but mm-hmm. I, I will go to the tips sure sure and these were tips that were uh for some people they will not they will just simply won't want to do it, all right? Mm -hmm. Some people, it will not be in their personality to do it. uh, They will not feel comfortable doing that, and that's okay. For me, the idea is that you listen to all the different ideas, tips, advices, and then whatever works for you and your personality and your ethics and your morals, you do, Mm -hmm. all right? So uh, the first one, which I really enjoyed, is called the video recording, okay? Video recording. Video recording, and the idea is this. Everybody that goes to a milonga, they want to be recorded. I I mean, for me, I went to many Milongas and I was like, I wish somebody was recording me. I wanted a couple of videos of myself dancing. So the idea there that the follower proposed is doing it was the following. You just go to the Milonga, you find the couples that you want to dance with, uh, the guys that you want to dance with, Mm -hmm. and when they dance, you just take your mobile and start recording, Mm -hmm. right? 30 seconds, 40 seconds, one minute, whatever it is. Uh, When the song finished, you just go to the guys and say, you know what? I love the way you dance. I hope you don't mind. I took a video of you. Uh, If you want, I can send it. Nice. And for them, it's a very polite gesture, right? So you go there, Facebook, WhatsApp, whatever it is, you send the video right away. You say, thank you, good night, and you go back to your seat. Mm. This is very very important. You don't stay there. It's not like, oh, here's the video now. Where is my tanda? No, no. Uh You give the video, you go back.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, this is basic human reciprocity, right? Usually, after one or two tandas, the guy is going to ask you. Yeah. He wants to give back, Mm -hmm. all right? in a way even if he doesn't ask you you know it's like you did something good for another person and I hope more people were recording videos of each other so we can see ourselves Mm -hmm. right so you're doing something good either way and for me this is the right approach do something good now if if that gets you an extra tanda perfect that's Mm -hmm. wonderful if it doesn't you made somebody else happy yeah and I think that's already a great one
2: Mm
1: -hmm. again these are tactics this is not my usual way of going but I think some people will uh, will, uh, will be able to apply it right away. That's brilliant. Uh, the second one is the conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you probably know I have a newsletter, it's called the Curious Tanguero. And there yes. I receive uh, quite a few emails every day and mm-hmm. I try as best as possible to respond to as many of them. So there was this guy, he told me here, I, I have attached a picture of your book. It was the Tangofulness, right? He took my book and he put it on his desk in Belgium uh, when he went to the um, on his table in the Milonga in Belgium. Mm. And I just put it there. There was this wonderful woman. She saw the book. She came over. We started having a discussion about the topic of the book. And then we started dancing. Mm. I was like, cool. Very nice. About two days later, I received an email from a woman. She was like, Dimitris, I was in this wonderful Milonga in Belgium. I was on the table. I saw this book. I started talking with the guy. The, the owner is a wonderful guy. Lovely topic. Conversation. We start talking. All right. Mm-hmm. It's very simple because he could just go there and ask, you know, what is this book about? You had a conversation starter. And then they start dancing, and then they called me like a, it was about a month later. They went to a marathon together. Now they're actually together in life too. Which, wow. Uh, yes. Ho- hopefully one day we're going to have the first tangofulness baby. <laughs> yeah, let's see that's great um the other tactic was the the thank you and go Mm -hmm. so everybody feels good when they're when they're helpful Mm -hmm. right yeah and the following approach is based on this when you arrive at a milonga if there are very few seats available you can simply go to the table of a leader that you would like to dance with Mm -hmm. and you simply ask is it okay if I sit here to change my shoes?" I think 99 percent of the people will be like yeah of course change your shoes mm-hmm. so you sit down you change your shoes and then you simply say thank you if you want your touch on the shoulder thank you so much and you go away
2: mm-hmm.
1: right what you have achieved is that you made that person feel useful helpful and you have taken contact mm-hmm. all right and we will discuss a few of the positive and negative uh, signals later yeah but this works because of those signals yeah you got in yeah. touch you are social he feels comfortable with you already. He feels that he helped, so you have already the first contact. Then you go away, and usually that leads to to a couple of tandas uh, tandas with that person. Mm-hmm. Nice. Seems cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's great. I you mean, know, this is this is wonderful because I think what this gets at is, like you said, the it's an attitude of giving. It's an attitude of you know making contact with other people because oftentimes when we go to festivals or milongas we often um go by ourselves or sometimes we're waiting for friends and there's this huge mob of people around and everybody wants the same thing everybody wants this connection but it's almost like the new york city effect that everyone feels alone yet you're in this big sea of people how do you break through and sometimes people assume that everybody else is already knows somebody and that everybody feels so alone but then when you do something like hey, can I sit here, then that when you make contact, whether you're a man or a woman, when you make that sort of contact, it's so appreciated. And um, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. That's,
1: Absolutely. that's wonderful. Actually, actually, the next tip is, is based exactly on giving more. Mm-hmm. And the idea is basically giving more of what they like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So for me, if you dance with a person, even if you dance just one tanda, if you ask them what they like, what they enjoy more, Mm-hmm. Uh, when they dance then you can simply give them a little bit more of that and that's already enough for you to get second third tanda yeah it's like, simply like what do you enjoy most in tango why do you dance what do you like in the embrace whatever it is is i mean with most people during a tanda we have a little bit of conversation yeah right all i'm suggesting is instead of asking where do you come from mm-hmm. uh, or how long do you dance which frankly nobody cares about Right. <laughs> Just, ask and nobody remembers mm-hmm. uh, just simply ask you know what do you like most about tango what is it mm-hmm. that you, you enjoy and yeah. if they tell, you know um i like the embrace focus on giving a better embrace if they tell you i like the creativity focus on enabling him to be more creative to express to mm-hmm. the music if they enjoy the playfulness you know set an intention for yourself to be more playful to laugh more yeah, yeah. and i think it's, it's also a wonderful exercise for our ego Because a lot of times we go and we think, okay, what do I want? How do I want to dance? What do I want to enjoy? And for me, it's like, I I really like this exercise for my ego. It's like, okay, what can I give? Simple. And there was quite a, there was a very interesting research on that topic. Uh, Basically they were asking, they realized that people don't ask their partners in their relationships in life, Mm -hmm. what do they want? What matters to you? start asking that question in life in tango wherever it is what matters to you
2: mm-hmm.
1: most people they will be happy to tell you and most of the times you will be happy to do it yeah. uh, so we have this part
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I can tell you like two or three more but i think mm-hmm. after that would be nice to go to the to the actual signals so yeah. we can have a better understanding yeah yeah um mm-hmm. one of them is the fan. the you know the thing with the wind
0: oh the fan yes yes yeah, fan. Yeah. okay so
1: the small electrical fan mm-hmm. There are quite a lot out there, uh, mm-hmm. so if you go to a warm milonga, like just buy one of those and have it with you. You might be dancing; just take it out of your pocket if you have pockets in your in your. Yeah. Uh, store, <laughs> or you just have it with you, and the moment you start dancing the first time, you give it to the leader and say, "Well, I don't have pockets; can you keep it?" And then, like in between the the songs, you take off the fan, and you you are both a little bit refreshed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is that you can simply put it on your table exactly as you did with a book, for example. Mm-hmm. You can do it with fun. It's like it's here. If you see somebody sweating, you just tell them, "Here, have a fun. Sit here and you know enjoy it for a little bit." That's nice, right? Y- your table can become quite popular. Uh, <laughs> it was I was in Madrid mm-hmm. like uh, two months ago, so it was like very warm, um, and. There was this, this girl, she arrived and she had like a, an electric fan on her wrist. It was like a clock. Oh, neat. You, you take, open it and you put it. So she put it on my wrist because my wrist looks towards the inside
2: mm-hmm.
1: of the embrace. And then we start dancing and we have the little fan, you know, like <laughs> going around. Yeah. Um, and that that was pretty fun. That was really fun too. And mm-hmm. then of course people came over. They they smiled. They laughed. They saw us with the fun. I mean, it's something it's, it's something strange to see at the middle. Right.
0: It's a conversation starter, and it, like you said, it helps. It's it's a giving thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a leader, what I like to do with with uh, ladies is you know maybe after one or two songs, I might simply ask them, "Hey, what what steps do you like?" You know, and then they like tell me. And then okay, you lead more of those. It's what they like to do. And you know, yeah, it gets me less focused on me and gets me more focused on, on making the other person happy. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I wish more people were like that. <laughs> we would have <were talking laughs> <in the> community. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. A
1: couple more and then we, we sure. can... Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Up. Absolutely. This is very fascinating.
1: A Part of it has to do with timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a beginner, for example, has a better chance to get more dances early in the milonga, mm-hmm. when there are less people, right? Yeah. Or at the end of the night when people have already danced with all those that they came to dance with, mm-hmm. and then they're still there. So for example, if you're a beginner, beginning of the milonga and end of the milonga is usually the best time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the final thing, which I don't I don't like so much because it's about what other people need to do, not mm-hmm. about what we need to do. Uh, but it's the following is basically realizing that a usual Tanda has four songs, which mm. is 12 to 14 minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of time to spend with someone who doesn't dance well, who keeps making mistakes, keep losing the balance. So a lot of dancers, they simply choose to sit instead of dancing, unless they are certain they, you know, you can dance well. All right. Mm. So If the problem in your community is very common there are way too many followers sitting Mm -hmm. always ask the organizers for three songs per tanda Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, many communities you're already aware of it they have implemented it and it helps a lot because you have a lot more couples like forming Um, but for me the important thing there is to remember that you need to be polite it's still the organizers event it's their business and they already have to deal with a lot of expectations yeah not just from the social dancers, but maybe even from the DJs uh, from the main news and everything so for me the idea is simply okay if you see a lot of women just talk to them go to the organizers politely and check if they're willing to try three songs per tanda mm-hmm. to see if it actually works in, in your community mm-hmm. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the we're at the community where I used to to live, that's what I used to do. Is the three songs, and that was just right for us. Yeah, um, I remember being at a festival where it was five songs, and that was that was challenging. Now, if you got a good partner, that was great. Where sometimes you really get to know somebody, but if you're sitting out, I really feel bad for those who are, because that's almost a half
1: hour, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and if you miss the next standout, it's like one hour seated. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Now, were you going to go on to
1: signals? Now, this was. Uh, let, or, let, let's or... let's explore that. Let Let's see. Sure. Again, let me remind you of the main idea. Yeah. When a leader goes to Milonga, he looks around, right? So some things they look, they enjoy, they like. Some mm-hmm. things they don't like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as a follower, the question is do I have to change something because some leaders don't like it? Mm -hmm. And for me, the answer is absolutely no. Mm -hmm. The idea for me is the following. You realize what people like, what people don't like. I'm going to share a little bit of the statistics here too. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it's your own personal uh, job to decide if you want to change something or not.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. If something, if it's something that it's easy to change, you don't mind changing it. It doesn't change your personality or who you are, then you are free to do it. Mm -hmm. If not, you can simply forget about it um the first part I'm going to focus on the negative signals mm-hmm. and give a warning a lot of people might be a little bit triggered at that point okay they might hear something that will be like really I don't want to dance a guy with a guy that thinks like that mm-hmm. and I'm 100 percent with you the only thing I'm doing is mentioning this is what they said okay do your part yeah uh, and I will say something also that for me is very important yeah I made sure when I asked the questions, the people knew that the survey is anonymous.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm not going to mention who said what. Mm-hmm. The reason I did that was that if your name is in there, you have the tendency to lie yeah. or to say things that you don't really believe. Mm-hmm. The second thing I did, I told them, please be as politically incorrect as you can. Yes. And some of them were. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like I was reading it. I was laughing because nobody would say <laughs> those things out loud mm-hmm. but i think this is the beauty of that yeah they know they can say exactly what they're thinking mm-hmm. and if i wanted to give to you know to the followers a way to see inside the male head right mm-hmm. the best way to do it is by being honest yeah okay um i did not cover a dual role dancers mm-hmm. okay yeah uh, or you know anything that has to do with a queer community mm-hmm. I think less than 5% of the responses were from this kind of dancers. Sure. I don't think it was statistically significant. Right. For me to make a, a conclusion. Yeah, it okay? makes sense. Yeah. So about 95% of the people who responded to the survey, they were men and they were leaders mm-hmm. and 95% more or less of the followers same way. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start with the less frequently mentioned reasons. Uh-huh. These are reasons that were mentioned very few. So the first one was uncom- uncomfortable, embellishments, and adornos. Mm. These are the kind of adornos that they block the leader. Okay, uh-huh. Of course, adornos and embellishments, they're, they're all beautiful things. If you know how to communicate that to the leader, that you mm. know, an adorno is coming, all right? Or if you can use the time in between the steps to do them. <laughs> but if the result of the adornos is that you block them, mm. of you start feeling uncomfortable. The second reason, and please stop me whenever uh, something is not clear. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The second reason uh, is what they actually said is she's better than I. So there were some leaders that they didn't want to dance with someone because they were better than, they they were feeling that that follower was dancing much better than them. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of us might assume that, you know, that's male ego, you know, Mm -hmm. man, ego and everything. And in some cases this might be right, Mm -hmm. but often for me, the reason is different. Mm-hmm. They choose not to dance with better dancers because they feel that the better dancers will not enjoy the dance. Mm. They will not be able to give a great experience to the better dancer. So why do it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They feel bad in this way. Okay. Um, I used to dance with the follower, an advanced follower. Uh, she was she was very good. Mm-hmm. But every time she was making a mistake or there was some kind of mis- miscommunication. She was making a big deal out of it. She was laughing, but in a good way. She mm-hmm. was laughing. She was making a joke. She was even saying, you know, I'm sorry. And just moving forward. She mm-hmm. was not doing it in an uncomfortable way. She was just laughing a lot about mm-hmm. the mistake. What that did to me is that it immediately made me feel a lot more comfortable that mm-hmm. mistakes are okay to happen. So I was a lot, I, I was able to be a lot more creative after that. We were dancing a lot better simply because I was more comfortable with doing mistakes.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Open embrace. There were some leaders that if they see you dancing in an open embrace, they will immediately decide, I don't want to dance with Mm her. Okay. Personally, I love dancers who are able to do both, Mm -hmm. dance in open and close embrace. And if they choose to just dance in close embrace, that's their choice, not Mm -hmm. their necessity, right?
2: Uh,
1: But personally, I think that the ability to adapt to another person's dance is valuable. So knowing both kinds of embraces and how you can move from the one to the other can be very useful. But having said that there are some leaders that if they see you dancing in open embrace, they will simply not dance with you.
0: Mm, okay. Interesting.
1: Again, I remind you, this is one of the less frequently mentioned reasons. Okay. Now, we have also, it looks like she doesn't enjoy the dances. Mm-hmm. So leaders pay attention to the followers faces when they dance with other guys. So, if your resting face during a dance mm-hmm. is sad yeah. or even, even, even neutral, yeah. a lot of leaders will be like, oh, she's not enjoying it. Probably she's going to have the same face with me when we dance. <laughs> I don't want other guys to see that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, it's very straightforward thoughts. Like mm-hmm. I don't want people to, to think that I, 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 I make her suffer. You know? <laughs> And the things that most people we don't realize our resting phase. We never ask right. a friend, "How do I look when I am at a milonga? Mm-hmm. When I dance, do I look happy?" Like for me, there is nothing better than seeing a woman dancing and laughing, or a guy who's like yeah. smiling all the time. Yeah. All right. And I know tango is like serious and everything, but right. I I'm 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 attracted to joy. Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have the another reason was that she's not focused inside the embrace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And usually what they said there is that if they feel that the, the eyes of the woman, the woman's like looking around during the dance uh, outside of the embrace, then they feel, okay, she's not focusing inside the embrace. They don't want to dance with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now there are two more reasons that were mentioned in under 5% of the responses. Uh, the one is perceiving the follower as being socially irresponsible, <laughs> right? Okay. And the idea there is that you know in tango when mistakes happen it is usually assumed that it's the leader's responsibility Mm. so if a followers heel hits uh, another couple 99 percent of the times we assume it's the guy who was not paying attention
2: Mm. right Mm.
1: Uh, he he led a a, i don't know a ganjo or a voleo so it must be his fault right Uh, but Socially responsible, but many other things too. Might be doing voleos at every opportunity without being certain that somebody's behind you. Mm-hmm. It might be entering the dance floor without checking with the couple uh, behind you if right. it's okay to enter the dance floor, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of followers they don't know that, but most of, at least the good leaders, before we enter the dance floor, we look at the previous leader for for a for a gesture of yes, you can enter, mm-hmm. it's okay, and. It doesn't matter if the leader is a follower or Mm -hmm. if the leader is a woman or a man. We just need to look at the leader because usually it's the leader that looks forward in the direction of the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And the idea there is that you're building this kind of camaraderie. Like you have another person that you respect each other. Mm -hmm. And now you feel that you have a person, another couple dancing with you and that you both respect each other. You're not blocking each other. Mm That creates a very nice environment. But a lot of followers, they just enter in the dance floor and then they wait for the leaders to to go where they are and that puts the leader in a very uncomfortable position because either he needs to enter without checking with the other guy yep. or he needs to check with the other guy which means that he's going to let his follower waiting in the middle of the dance floor uh, and he will make her feel uncomfortable yeah so in both cases he's lost right, right? He is. <laughs> like that. So, we have this part and of course there are other reasons like talking too loud in a milonga Mm -hmm. or making uh, big steps or abelishments in a very crowded milonga this kind of like things that can be considered as socially irresponsible Uh, and the last reason that was mentioned less than five percent of the times was previous experience so basically Mm -hmm. I danced with you before I don't like it thank you very much okay now over 5.4 percent of the responses they included uh, not taking care of looks Ooh, okay so that was mentioned 5.4 percent of the responses and that's i told you we're starting to get also in the a little bit more
2: yeah. so
1: much politically incorrect uh, part of that right mm-hmm. for example i had an answer saying i don't like dancing with her if she's not erotically attractive not feminine if she doesn't take care of her looks and dress interesting right? okay and i mean it's very easy to hear that and get angry or defensive sure, and sure. say you know if that's how the leaders think i don't want to dance with them mm-hmm. and that's a fair decision uh but I think this is the value of the survey it's honest answers yeah okay yeah but my question is 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 a little bit different Mm -hmm. is there something that you are willing to do to take care of your looks because maybe if yes then you have one extra thing to do for example uh it might be as simple as buying I I saw that that was very nice uh you can go to like a a store for like children and Mm -hmm. you buy the sparkling stickers like the small ones the circular ones okay uh and you just Put it underneath your shoes. I don't know how you call this part between the heel and uh, this. Um, like, oh, yeah. the Like b- it, b- between the, like the arch? Yes, perfect. Okay. There. So what happens if you put a little sticker there? Every time that you do a little voleo or every time you do a nice projection, mm-hmm. this little like shiny sparking sticker, is going to sign. Ah. And that creates a very nice impression, especially if you do like a nice Voleo, mm-hmm. then people will see like this sparkling line, for example. Mm-hmm. This symbol It doesn't change who you are, your personality, but it shows to people that I, I tried something different.
2: Mm-hmm. Plus,
1: yes. we know from biology, like <laughs> people, people notice sparkling stuff. <laughs> um, so this is just an idea for, for people to realize, yeah. usually it's the big things, it's the small things, if you do them right. Okay. Interesting. In 6.2% of the responses, uh, the answer was body type. Mm. So I avoid, uh, dancers that are likely to hurt my body while dancing mm-hmm. when they are much bigger or heavier than me.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I have a, a quite, uh, <laughs> that might trigger some people since mm-hmm. too fat or too tall. Yeah. Okay. And I know that when people listen to that, they think I'm merely, you know, terrible human being right. and I have that reaction. But my question is what happens when an overweight person or a very tall person also has very bad balance right why would that leader accept putting his body in danger supporting mm-hmm. his spine a follower that's not balanced right I, I don't think a woman would accept putting her body in danger with a guy who's like very big and just falls on her right, right. so yeah. it works both way exactly Both way,
2: okay?
1: mm-hmm. um of course the guy might just be an a-hole and he was just you know, <laughs> sallow and very honest mm-hmm. but yes um so a lot of people they mentioned that if i haven't seen her dance i'm not going to dance with someone that you know weighs twice mm-hmm. as much as i do it's just too dangerous mm-hmm. i can support someone that weighs 40 kilos for 12 mm-hmm. minutes and has no stability but not someone that maybe was 160 kilos i, I know how much is that in, in pounds <laughs> uh, <laughs> <a lot. laughs> this is for the european audience yeah um, okay so um the next one was mm-hmm. i don't like women that they are not following and that mm-hmm. is like straightforward that was mentioned in 6.2 percent of the responses um and the idea there is that you know all followers they want to express their musicality and their emotions and that's perfect that's what we want for a good dance right um but the thing is that if you can do that without blocking the other person then it's a wonderful dance
2: mm-hmm.
1: Is that A lot of followers, they don't know how to communicate what they intend to do or how they want to dance the next steps.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Most of them, they simply block the leader's movement to have time to do their embellishments. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, for example, if, if anyone of, of, the, of the audience is like listening now, it's like, I just have, a, have one question for you. Mm-hmm. If you're a follower, do you know how to communicate to your leader that the next musical phrase you wanted to dance it faster or slower? There Mm -hmm. are ways to communicate that through the embrace. If you don't know how to do that, then you're not really dancing with him. All right. Mm -hmm. You know how to slow the leader down early enough if you want to create extra time for your step, for your adornos. If you don't know when is the best time to do that or how to do that, then chances are that you're probably blocking the leader while you're doing that, while you're doing the adornos. Uh, An answer that was mentioned 7% of the times is level. So the relative mm-hmm. level of followers plays a role, you know, technique, musicality, adaptability, mm-hmm. embrace, all these things that go into the level, they, mm-hmm. they matter.
0: Yeah, well, what percentage again, this one? seven, seven, seven percent.
1: Okay. Yeah. Then you have the heaviness and the hanging. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was mentioned 10.1% of the responses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you might think that we already discussed weight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do we give a different category for that? I know a lot of the reasons that are kind of connected with each other, right? Nothing's yeah. like separated uh but the idea there is that the feeling of heaviness Mm -hmm. is not only created by heavier people right right sometimes you dance with a person that's like might weigh double and as you and you don't feel anything yeah you you don't feel any of that weight because Mm -hmm. she knows how to control her body right um so we have this part my suggestion there is that you ask a couple of your partners if you feel if they feel like you are heavy or if they feel like you're hanging on them Maybe not all the time, but maybe during certain, like, movements. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're in the practical, in the class, ask them and really ask them for sincerity. Because Mm -hmm. most people, they will will not tell you the truth because it's painful and Mm -hmm. they will not. So it's it's better if you have a person that you can ask and tell them, please tell me.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, We have smell and sweat. Yeah, that's both ways. (laughs) Absolutely both ways. Um, Mm -hmm. Some but but the thing there is it's not only about the sweat and the bad smell it's also about the perfumes yeah. because uh, and people did uh, leaders didn't really complain about the type of perfume they complained about the intensity because <laughs> if you dance with a couple of followers like three or four followers and they all have very intense like perfumes yeah. then you just you, you're dizzy after that yeah so it's usually you want something more like light not something too strong mm-hmm. ask your friends uh, if what you're using some people <laughs> are using essential oils by the way, mm-hmm. uh, which is also very very nice uh, uh, option. Although there are very there's a very small percentage of leaders who are allergic to certain essential oils. Oh. It's not often, but it does happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now uh, let's see the three most commonly mentioned reasons of why leaders don't want to dance with uh-huh. certain foods. Mm-hmm. And for me, the cool part is that they all have to do with perceived behavior, mm. not behavior, not technique, perceived behavior. So. 10.9% of the leaders, they said that if she looks disinterested or looking at her mobile, they will avoid her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So I, I will just mention a couple of the, of the phrases they gave. So disinterested, looking at the phone during Cortina's, looks like they don't want to be there or preoccupied chatting or looking at the phone, mm-hmm. busy in conversation, using her phone, not looking at me, avoiding my gaze. Uh, she shows no interest in dancing with me and I can keep going.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: I know that a lot of women, they intentionally look at their mobile when they want to avoid someone. So I'm absolutely not referring to that case. If yeah. you are really trying to avoid somebody looking at your mobile, it's like a very good, yeah. very good way <laughs> to do it. But assume that you want to dance,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, there are small changes that, that, that you, you can make. Mm-hmm. So for example, a lot of followers, they forget that the Cortina time is very, very important. Mm-hmm. All right. Most of people, they think that only when the first song starts is when we actually need to do something, all right? Uh, They don't care about the body language when they are during the Cortina. So Mm -hmm. they might like, you know, have a very close body language, go to the mobile because they're like, it's a Cortina time, I can check my mobile, you know? But the message that this gives is that, okay, this one is not interested
2: Mm -hmm. because
1: you are most visible during the Cortina time. When Uh, people, like after the 10, 15 seconds, when people start standing up, less and less people can see where you are so you are visible during the cortina time this is the time of the impression all right so it helps a lot if you check your mobile you know at the third song of the of, of the tanda instead of the of the cortina time and we need to keep an eye in our body language how open is our body language during the cortina do we move do we dance a little bit what do we do mm-hmm. uh, the second thing has to do with the pre cabeceo. Uh, so the idea of the pre cabeceo is the following
2: Mm -hmm.
1: For somebody to ask you, it really helps if you are top of mind, if he thinks about you the moment the song starts. And one way that works very, very well is basically locking eyes with someone during the Cortina time.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Now, This is not an invitation to dance, right? Because you still don't know which song is going to play and stuff like that. But simply by looking at a person, even for one second, locking eyes, smiling, and then looking at the other side, you're already at at the top of his awareness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it has been done to me yeah. and really it works straight away. I, I know, OK, this person wants to dance with me, mm-hmm. and especially if it's a person that I really want to dance with and we both look at each other, we both relax, we both smile. We have this kind of like, you know, inner game. Like we know, OK, OK, we, we, we broke the rules of the milonga. Yeah. But, <laughs> us, you know, it's between us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And What happens is this is the pre-cap sale. You just lock eyes with a person before the milonga starts before most people start looking left and right, which is a very, uh, very good moment to do it. You don't have much competition. I would put it this way. Yeah. Then the song starts. Then you have a choice. If the song starts and it's a terrible song, you don't want to dance. You just look at the guy. You just touch your ear a little bit and you're like, no, Mm -hmm. no, it's terrible. It's very easy to understand that Mm -hmm. Uh, I had that done to me. Like we we had agreed, Okay, we look at each other. We're like, probably we're going to dance. The song starts. We look at each other. We both notice the faces of each other and we start oh, laughing. okay. And we both know, okay, this is not it. We're not going to dance. It's, we know we want to dance with each other, mm-hmm. but not this song. <laughs> uh,
0: well, what song this... was it? What song was it? Do you remember?
1: Uh, I tried to, <laughs> I think I forgot right away. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but not in the mood at that moment, right? Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't fit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, but for me, this is the idea that the pre-capaisserie is not the actual capaisserie. It's not an invitation to dance. Um, it's just a way to be top of mind mm. okay now the second most common reason was projected projected energy and mood so not my not smiling perception that is not having a good time mm-hmm. i'm going to do a, a few quotes here do they look angry or unhappy mm-hmm. very limited body language low energy do they have a negative or positive outlook uh, it depends on the impression of first at first sight if there's sympathy or not unfriendly arrogant uh, bad energy, unfriendliness, she's in a bad mood.
2: Mm-hmm. If
1: they look grouchy and don't have open body language, if she doesn't smile, I can keep going. But right. you get the idea, right? Yeah, yeah. A simple smile can take you a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I realize that a lot of like, the people who are listening to that, they're like, you know what? No, I'm not going to put a fake smile. That's not who I am. All right. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand that. Yeah. Okay. And what you choose or not choose to do is, is your choice. But I want to say this if you had a few amazing tandas Mm -hmm. you would probably be happy and you would probably be more smiling Mm -hmm. and that would invite more people and more leaders to come to dance with you it's a circle right yeah tandas, smiling good tandas (laughs) let me be precise good tandas you smile more more smile more good tandas and it goes on it's a circle so you need to interrupt this circle somewhere you need to break it somewhere and what you can control is your smile Mm -hmm. all right um In the book i will not get into that in detail but in the book i explain a few reasons to change a few ways to change your mood when you are in the milonga Uh, for me what works for me it's most most uh, effective when i feel down the only thing i do i sit down for one tanda and i look at the faces of each one of the other dancers and i imagine how they would look if they were laughing or smiling Mm -hmm. i do that for 12 minutes i imagine everyone laughing and smiling like usually after the first song, I'm already smiling and laughing like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> love me longer. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of other ways that you can do it. But for me, this trick usually works. OK, now mm-hmm. the most commonly mentioned reason for not mm-hmm. dancing with someone is has to do with behavior and its proudness and ego. Mm-hmm. The most mentioned reason that was found in 14% of the responses and people said things like poor attitude and manners. She had bad manners and is rude, arrogant. Mm-hmm. Good female dancers that obviously forgot they were beginners once, if she seems unapproachable, Mm -hmm. if she's too proud, and everything else. Now, most people who listen that they will be like, Oh, that's not me. I am not perceived as proud or too much into myself. Mm -hmm. And the key word here is perceived. Yeah. Uh, Because most people think I don't do something bad. And that's not what perception is. Perception has to do a lot more about the things that you are doing, what you are actively doing than the things that you are not doing.
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: had a wonderful friend. She's one of the best dancers I ever danced with. She's when you talk with her, she's happy. She's friendly. She's a great person to dance with. She's like a zero tonic uh, instructor. So she's amazing when she danced, but you couldn't tell Mm -hmm. when she was, you were seeing the face and she was just, she just seemed arrogant. Yeah. And most people don't have, have no idea how they are perceived. They never ask somebody else. How do I look in longer when I sit?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So for me, it's like don't assume if this is not you. What I would say is, ask yourself not if you look proud, but what do you do that clearly shows that you are not?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Giving a few hugs when you enter the room, laughing about your mistakes, offering a seat to someone that doesn't have one—they are mm-hmm. all actions that matter and they are noticed. Taking yourself too seriously when you enter the dance floor might be perceived the wrong way. The faces you do when you dance. They are noticed okay also i can take it even a step further it's like how do you accept constructive criticism and i know that everyone seems to have an opinion those days about how you should dance mm-hmm. give their opinion without being asked but how you react to uninvited constructive criticism uh, can show you a lot about yourself mm-hmm. how much you're into yourself how much you're like okay that's how i do it i don't want you to tell me what to do you know all these kind of things this is all personal work right so i'm not telling you to accept the criticism i'm just simply asking you to investigate your own reactions mm-hmm. and how they might be perceived okay i think the ability to see beyond your ego and mm-hmm. your instinctive response to the situation can give you an indication of how seriously you take yourself
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there is a reason that you know people that laugh about their own mistakes and don't take themselves too seriously are fun to be mm-hmm. around you know, mm, yeah, they remind us of the fun side of life uh, where opinions are just opinions and all it matters is to remember we're all humans and sometimes mm-hmm. we make mistakes and that's okay. Yeah. So question is, do you often associate with the ordinary or the unpopular people in the Milongas mm-hmm. or do you only keep, you know, paying attention to the great ones, to the VIPs? Yeah. Do you feel too important to seek feedback from mm-hmm. someone that dances worse than you? Mm-hmm. I mean. Most people, if you ask them, do you ever ask for feedback from people who dance like way worse than you? They will tell you no. Mm-hmm. Like, why? He might be better in giving feedback than his actual dance. Right. Okay. How often do you share credit for a good tandem? And how often do you build others up with your words? Mm-hmm. How often do you admit your own mistakes? Uh, or, for example, that's I, I like that because it's very specific. When another couple accidentally hits you, you yeah. know, during the dance. Do you respond with a smile or with an angry, unapproving face? Because yeah. I've seen that many times, like somebody hits up, it's we stressed, we're just, we're, 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 right. we do this face. The other person <laughs> like, stupid idiot person that uh, has exactly the same hobby as me and probably a very similar <laughs> interest. Uh, why did you do that? Mm. Right. We immediately assume it's a problem of character right? instead of simply a, a wrong action. Right. Mm-hmm. But by monitoring our reaction to how we react when somebody else does something wrong, I think it's it's a great way to understand how how much into ourselves we are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for me, these are the most important reasons. I would just say the, the negative reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a quick summary, most the three main reasons mm-hmm. that somebody not, doesn't dance with you, they all have to do with perceived behavior. You either look disinterested or look at your mobile, your projected energy and mood mm-hmm. might be the wrong one, yeah. and proudness and ego. These are all things easy to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay?
0: Yeah, one little thing I noticed uh, that you, when you brought this up with—that I, I was thinking, uh, ladies, like if you're sitting with your arms crossed, that's like that immediately. It's like okay, you're—I'm not going to approach somebody I, like subconsciously. Now that you mentioned it, it's like whenever I remember always avoiding people who had their arms crossed. Now they could be perfectly lovely people and wonderful dancers, but you—that's like you said—you send that signal that you don't want to be approached when you have that with the arms crossed so yeah little things
1: when when we address the, the positive signals you will see why that's so important but you're, you're absolutely on point absolutely on point there are actually very simple things that we can all change mm-hmm. um let's go to the positive because yeah. the negative for me it's always too heavy yeah. and it's too much okay positive <laughs> stuff Here we go the positive ones um <laughs> that were mentioned in less than five percent of the responses mm-hmm. now I want to say something
0: yeah
1: there are things that. The, it's easier to notice when they're negative and there are things that are easier to notice when they're positive. Okay. All right. So uh, you might have a positive characteristic that's not easy to notice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the reverse of it, the negative might be very easily noticed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's different to say, well, we could simply say, okay, let's take all the bad uh, signals and reverse them. Mm-hmm. And we have the good signals and actually it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. because they're not easily noticed in both directions. So. Mm-hmm. Let's see the the things that were mentioned less than five percent of the responses. Okay. One of them was elasticity. All right, that was mentioned in like 1.4 percent of the responses. Okay, um, you know people who turn too rigidly with all the body at once. The brace is too stiff. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Then we have three that were mentioned about two 2.1 percent of the times. It's communication, following the lead, and being relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, closed eyes. Was mentioned in 2.8 percent of the answers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So leaders observe the dance floor. They see you when you're dancing, and if you have your eyes closed, 2.8 percent of the of the people say they I like that. I like to dance with a woman because it feels like she's surrendering, she's in the embrace, she's enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, of course, don't do that if the milonga is too crowded or if your <laughs> leader is too bad in leading. You know, it's like <laughs> then it's part of your social responsibility to keep your eyes open. Yeah. Um, 2.8% of the leaders, they said that for them, it was important to notice that the followers wanted to dance with them. So specifically, mm-hmm. I want to dance with followers that show that they want to dance with me specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and there comes, you know, the mirada, the pre-cabeceo. Yeah. These are all very, very nice signals. Okay. Um, one important thing is that after you dance with some that you like, sometimes verbal confirmation is also a way to express that you enjoyed the dance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I know a lot of us, we have a little bit of trouble recently <laughs> to say, you know, I enjoyed dancing with you because it seems that some people, they take it wrong. It's like, who are you to tell me that I dance well? Uh, you know, the way that seems to be working much better is if you show them how, what they did mm-hmm. had a result on you. So you did this and it made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. All right. For example, i like how you interpret the bridges by creating tension because Mm -hmm. that makes me prepared for the next phrase so you bring it back to yourself
2: Mm -hmm. all right
1: if you just tell the person oh you're a wonderful dancer like the other person might be like okay thanks (laughs) it feels a bit weird. most people they don't want to to respond to that you you don't want to put like a fake humbleness Mm -hmm. and if if you're really humble it comes out weird so if you bring it back to you Mm -hmm. it works better okay Mm -hmm even better if you if you use the ABC structure A is what they did B is what result it had on you C is a question so you know I really like how you you know interpret the bridges it makes me feel like I dance with more musicality with who did you take classes one two three Mm. and you take so they don't need to respond they don't need to accept or not accept the compliment they feel it they feel good and then you redirect the discussion Mm -hmm. okay now uh 3.5 percent of the responses i notice her desire to dance so that's very similar to the previous one but mm-hmm. it's in general okay yeah. so i notice if she sits in the right place i notice if she's dancing during the cortina to its rhythm and i don't mean staying in the dance floor but yeah. if you see somebody that keeps moving as you said not seated down close the hands and like close body position but no like dancing even if you dance in your seat that's beautiful you see okay this person is here to have fun yeah. to dance well dressed, that was mentioned in three point five percent of the responses. Mm-hmm. The embrace was mentioned in four point two percent of the responses. Uh, which, by the way, is very funny because in the previous section, almost no one mentioned a bad embrace as a reason not to dance,
2: mm. but they
1: do mention a good embrace as a reason to dance. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the in the book I cover a little bit ways to to create uh, like a good embrace or a warmer embrace. Mm-hmm. If we have time, we can discuss that. But yeah. I want to finish with all the all the reasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I saw her dance well, and that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. She dances with somebody else. She dances well. Perfect. I want to dance. Uh, one fine point is that leaders often check the face of the other leaders. Mm-hmm. So. If I see another leader being like confused, lost, and everything, and I know this leader dances well, right? I will immediately assume that the follower is the problem, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if a follower can make a good leader feel confused and lost, <laughs> I, I, I will be more careful. Yeah. Okay? Before asking her out, I'll be like, whoa, 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 wait a second. If he's like messing up, then it's probably, I don't know. Of course, sometimes it's just a problem of communication between two specific dancers, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but again, we're talking about perception here. Most people, they will not take it a step further to think, yeah, but maybe, you know, his technique, he's doing a downward spiral. So he's following with an upward spiral. So probably that's the reason they will not realize that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: then we have body type, weight or height. Mm-hmm. And that was mentioned in 4.9% of the answers in a positive way. Yeah. Now, uh, for example, related to height. Uh, mm-hmm. If a follower has the same height as uh, as the leader they both need to do less adjustments mm-hmm. right uh, but if she's much shorter then she needs to know for example how to release her uh, her left shoulder blade right, right. because if she keeps the shoulder blade down it might be squeezing the leader down so she needs to know how to do that without like breaking the whole form mm-hmm. if she's much taller she might need to learn how to follow in a v-shaped embrace mm-hmm. right because the leader needs to see where he's going right so when you dance in a V-shaped embrace, you can actually, the leader can actually have a little bit more visibility, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, being blocked by the, by the person in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you start realizing that, then you start asking different questions because different movements uh, might be led differently if the embrace is a V-shaped embrace or if it's mm-hmm. a parallel. Some people may not agree with that. But for example, in a V-shaped embrace, mm-hmm. leader doesn't really need to lead the, the cross. If he moves forward, you already kind of have the direction. It's a lot easier to cross. Mm -hmm. If it's parallel, you kind of need to put some effort, right? Uh, And then a lot of other things change. Uh, But this is how the body type, the weight and the height, they might influence. Then you have connection. That was mentioned in 6.3% of the the answers. But the word connection can have a thousand meanings, so (laughs) we're not getting there. Mm -hmm. Musicality was mentioned in 7.7% of the responses. Erotically attractive. 9.2% of the responses. So let's say one out of 10 guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, good technique and level that was 11.3% of the, of the answers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And level is important, no matter, you know, how we define that, because that's again, a big, huge discussion. I'm right. mm-hmm. not The top two reasons, the top two positive reasons looks like she's having fun with me and others and that was mentioned 12.7 percent of the responses okay they smile enjoying dancing she exudes joy she's graceful and smiling positive vibes friendly smiling positive attitude and i can keep going okay if you can show that you're having fun people are attracted to that again social reason
2: mm-hmm. and a 100
1: in your in in your in your hand control right
2: yeah
1: and 17.6 percent of the responses that was the most mentioned reason so Let's say one out of five mentioned that they said she looks friendly
2: mm-hmm. so
1: best turn on is a smile active smiling mirada cabeceo appearing agreeable or friendly genuinely friendly and the list goes on yeah um, this has nothing to do with technique and musicality of course you need to have that kind of technique if, if, if your technique is sloppy you don't know how to move you don't follow you don't do anything it, probably you can smile all you want mm-hmm. but assuming <laughs> That you have this part right yeah uh, it's all about smiling and important language awareness mm-hmm. okay now these were the positive and the negative reasons yeah do they make sense when you hear them do they do they feel like yes yeah
0: totally i mean when you were mentioning going through all of these i am just i'm starting to remember you know festivals and milongas that i've been to where a lot of these elements are kind of subconsciously you know they now that i think about it they do register with me i mean they do like yeah i do subconsciously uh notice these things but just like what you said with the attitude and the friendliness i mean that that really supersedes a lot i remember i was at this festival one time and there was a lady who was um um, she was a beginner uh, but she just had this wonderful attitude she was funny she was friendly uh, and then after, you know, again, she was, she was a beginner, so she didn't have a lot of experience. And then she said, after that Tonda said, hey, let's do another one, because she was just so fun to be around. And I thought, you know, that's when I really started to think, you know, the attitude is so important. And, you know, skills, anybody can learn skills. Anybody can learn technique, these technical things. But, you know, having that attitude of, of making friends or just creating a po- helping to create that positive atmosphere. Oh, that's just so important and that's that goes that goes a long
1: way. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like mm-hmm. I, I remember it was a woman, she asked Alejandra Mandinan. she's like, Alejandra, you are dancing with all the sensuality and beauty I was like how do you do that? How can I do that? And Alejandra was like, How are you in bed? You know? Wow. It was like <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> if you cannot be like that in your bedroom, why do you think you can you can if you cannot be sensual in your own life how can you be in Tango mm. if you cannot be smiling and friendly and everything in your own life how can you be in Tango
2: yeah. if you guys
1: say a lot of parts has to do with our own inner work right mm-hmm. um but there are also a lot of like a lot of confusion in Tango because for me it's very strange you see people who are really like successful in their daily lives like there might be women that are like directors or CEOs of big companies yeah and they have all this attitude to lead their daily life they have the families they have like people they manage and then mm. they go to milonga and because they're beginners they start behaving like i don't know toddlers it's stupid yeah. same yeah. thing with guys like yeah. they have all this action and everything and then they go them Milonga, and because they don't dance as good as other people they suddenly behave again as toddlers mm-hmm.
2: It's, mm-hmm.
1: Probably this is there and i think the more people understand the the social dynamics uh the easier it will be to start removing all these kind of behaviors yeah um yeah let's see uh now we have the last part mm-hmm. which is what i told you in the beginning that i believe more in strategy than tactics yeah okay? and strategy comes by understanding the positive reasons and the negative reasons mm-hmm. so what i did after is that i asked a lot of women what they do when they want to dance more
2: mm-hmm. right
1: and then i, I try to understand based on the reasons that were mentioned by the guys why some of those things work so well and some other stuff yeah right so I start asking women and again my message is the same just listen to all the solutions and apply whichever one works for you mm-hmm. all right now i'm going to start from the most commonly mentioned uh, responses mm-hmm. uh, all i want to say is that the fact that they are the most commonly mentioned doesn't mean they're the most effective right all right mm-hmm. sometimes when everybody does something it might not be working so well or yeah. maybe it works very well and that's why everybody does it we don't know okay mm-hmm. uh, so First thing, 16% of the responses from the followers, the most common response, I make sure I have a smile on my face, Mm -hmm. okay? If we remember that the two most common reasons to choose to dance with someone was, looks like she's having fun with me or or others, and she looks friendly, it's pretty Mm self-explanatory. I know that maybe 10% of the leaders, they suck all the joy out of you. (laughs) (laughs) And in those situations, is just impossible. Mm -hmm. But for the remaining 90% of the people, if you can find some joy, yeah. and express it, I think it can give you a lot more dan- dances. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different ways to bring more joy. I told you just one. Uh, if you're into intention uh, setting, I, I really love that. I set my intention at the beginning of the milonga. Mm-hmm. I set my intention on something that I can control. Mm-hmm. For example, I set my intention my like, today I want to be helpful to five people. And that's it that's my intention and when i focus on that i find the opportunities or today i'm going to make five people feel like they are the best dancers in the room or that they that i notice the progress or whatever it is mm-hmm. setting an intention creates a completely different feeling for the rest of the Long mm-hmm. Um, i know a lot of times it's, it's very hard to keep that in mind especially when a person is like pulling us around and like <laughs> breaking bags and stuff like that but sometimes we just we need to remember people are attracted to happy people. And mm-hmm. in fact, most people, in my opinion, they look for, they just want three things. We want to not have any financial worries. Yep. We want to wake up excited for the day to come. Hey, thank yeah. God it's Monday, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: And we want to be surrounded by happy and loving people. That's what we want. Three things. Yeah, No financial worries, wake up excited and be surrounded by happy and, and loving people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, If you feel that in every moment that you go, you cannot express joy, I would suggest that maybe the problem is not them longer. It's, it's, it's your own life. Yeah. There are things there that might need to be fixed first mm-hmm. uh, before you bring that joy, because something else might be blocking you. Yeah. OK, mm-hmm. 15.2 percent of the responses uh, of the women. What they said is that I saw them that I want to dance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I'm not staying seated all the time. Second quote, smiling, getting up and walking around, always looking gates rather than bored.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: quote, I no longer sit on a chair. I walk around seeking the gaze of potential leaders. Fourth quote, depending on the layout, I try to circulate around the room, mm-hmm. however the leaders are and everything. I just want to draw your attention to that. I walk around, I don't stay in one seat. Mm-hmm. Most of the women, and please pay attention to the, to the next longer you go to if, if you don't already uh, yeah, notice yeah. For women that they don't dance a lot, usually they dance in the same spot the whole night. Ah. They found a spot that doesn't work and they keep sitting there. You know, it is the thing is that if something doesn't work in that location, go to another location, maybe you have better chances there. Mm-hmm. Of course, even though it's very small, maybe this doesn't create a big effect. But if you're in a festival or a marathon or an encuentro,
2: mm-hmm. then
1: the situation is way different. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if I can summarize it, like well let, let me put it this way sure there are spots in the milonga where most of the couples are being formed mm-hmm. you need to be aware. this is the corner where most of the couples are being formed so if I want to dance more I need to go to that corner mm-hmm. As in, a lot of people they have a resistance in doing that because they're like I don't want to look desperate uh-huh. you know it's like yeah. they have this inner block I don't want to look desperate and walk there and feel like that and then standing up and I don't really have an answer to that. It's just that if that's you.
0: Well, you're there to dance. You're not, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's a, a legitimate fear. I mean, you're there to dance with people and you're going to find a dance partner. Um, that's just a logical course of action. Yeah, I, I understand kind of where that's coming from, but uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes.
1: mm-hmm. Somebody will have this belief that this means they're desperate. And for me, I'm like, no, that means you oh, want to dance. dance. Exactly. And, and I think people assume that, that you are in the milonga <laughs> today. You know, like, but it, it works the other way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of followers during the main program, before I created the book, they responded to me and it was like, um, I don't understand. You tell me that if I do this and this and this, people will think that I don't want to dance, that I'm not interested in dancing but I am at the Milonga. How can they believe that I don't want to dance? Exactly. Right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we said before, like closed position, look at the mobile, then people assume you don't want to dance. So the stupidity works both ways, yeah. right? Like <laughs> guys are also like, yeah, no, probably she doesn't want to dance. It was like, dude, why is she here? Right. Like, are you kidding me? Right? Yep. It works both ways. We're, mm-hmm. we're equally Yeah. Uh, that's what I usually say. Yeah, yeah. If I can summarize the previous, uh, tip in, in, in one stupid sentence if you don't want to stay seated in your chair just don't stay seated in your chair mm-hmm. okay yeah. <laughs> uh, so some of the people in, in that in that area they also said like I'm clearly showing the wheel to dance I focus at one specific person at the beginning of the Tanda I continue to stand up after the Tanda I change position to somewhere where I can be seen better um cabeceo of course is very very important in this in this area Uh, By the way, a few followers are very, very shy when it comes to Kabaseo, and they don't want to use it. If they go to uh, thecuriousTanguero.com slash www.dresources, I have a full guide for sci tangueras. So what I did Mm. there, I sent another survey to, to followers and basically asked them, okay, if you're shy, if you feel shy. If you, if you used to be signed, in the past related to Cabeceo, what did you do
2: mm-hmm.
1: Get over it to actually practice it and whatever. And they gave me a lot of wonderful answers. So I guess you will put the link somewhere. I, I will send it to you. Thekirostangero.com slash WWD resources. And then you can find the guide. It's free. You can, you can see what other women do mm-hmm. uh, conversation, getting to know people socially and small talk that was mentioned in 14.4% of the responses. This is the social side of, of Tango, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I want to say there, if you're an extrovert, you don't need to know that, right. If you're an introvert or just a bit shy, that mm-hmm. would be a bit harder. There are, we can, we'll, there are more specific solutions, but there are seven things you can do. Mm-hmm. First, you can chat to both leaders and followers. You might find that one type is easier than the other, mm-hmm. if you're talking and chatting and people notice you, they will notice if you're social, if you're friendly no matter if you talk to another woman or to another guy, yeah. right? So chat with both, see whatever is comfortable, and then this might build the momentum to, dat- to, to talk with somebody else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Second, dance in more places. Don't only visit one milonga because it belongs to your teacher. Mm-hmm. The more places you visit, the more people will know you. Uh, the third comes from a follower's response, and I will quote here, get to know people. I also try to do my part in encouraging beginners by dancing with them and letting them know about other milongas they might enjoy. Fourth, And I love this one, I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. If you're dancing in your city, take at least one class in every tango school in the city. Mm. Most schools offer a free class, so it can be easier for you financially, Mm -hmm. and your goal in each class is going to talk with the other students. You want them to notice you, you want to find a nice thing about them that you appreciate and enjoy their dance, and if you want, you let them know about it, everybody appreciates being noticed, right? Mm -hmm. But even Mm -hmm. if you're too introverted to give an honest compliment, uh, simply being in a class with another person will be enough for them to recognize you in the next milonga yeah. because you know in the milonga we have this like kind of social pressure that we create in our heads but mm. if you're in a class it's a social environment you talk we connect and then when you go to the milonga especially if you have gone to all the classes of the, you know right. of your your city people will recognize you and who knows maybe you find a teacher that's much better for you right. than your current teacher so that's that's a bonus yep. uh, you can visit practicas of course yes. uh, works the same way Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if you're traveling, uh or you go to a festival. Well no, if if you're traveling, you can you can simply choose to go to Milongas and have a class before.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And then you have the social part before the, the event. Mm-hmm. Um six, what what some women mentioned is that they have increased the social uh, component by talking more and talking more with followers. Uh, and because it feels more comfortable. Yeah. And other people see you talking and it's not perceived as a seo, right? <laughs> um, this is more side followers that are not used to asking strangers or people they never dance with
2: mm-hmm.
1: but will find it easier to dance with you. Uh, once they perceive you as as uh, friendlier, sorry, mm-hmm. more, more, side, more side leaders. If, if they perceive you as more friendlier, they would dance with you. Okay. My suggestion there is that if you decide to like chat a little bit more with leaders is that go talk to them and then go away. Mm-hmm. Because the feeling that a leader has if you go and talk with, with with him and then you just stay next to him is that okay now i'm kind of socially pressured to dance with you yeah. and you don't want to create that because then he will start avoiding you go say hi how are you ask about your day whatever it is and then go away mm-hmm. and this way you give them space yeah. and in that space is where freedom and choice uh, <laughs> work out. all right yep um well, another way to make it clear that it's not a, an invitation to a dance is to simply go to the third song of the of Tanda. The and mm. that's that. All right. Yeah. Uh, the seventh thing that was mentioned is simply smile, talk to people, be humble and kind, put your partner at ease. Mm-hmm. And the last part that's the most important for me, because a lot of leaders, uh, we feel the social pressure to perform, to dance well, you know, do right. mistakes, make mistakes, right? So if you can make me feel comfortable at ease, you know, remove some of this burden pressure that, Probably I have created for myself, but anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not only would I, I, I like you more, but we're going to dance better together too, because I would be more relaxed.
2: Mm-hmm. All
1: right? And you can do that with beginners or intermediate dancers. If you tell them, for example, I enjoy your poses when the music slows down, mm-hmm. it gives me time to relax and let go, right? Again,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, what they do, what makes you. Or you can say them, I like that you focus on the embrace and not doing a thousand steps, it helps me relax mm-hmm. for a beginner. Brilliant because it's like, okay, I can take poses, I can do less steps, and she likes that. That's the important thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's no longer a limitation in his dance. It's actually, uh, uh, how do you call it, a benefit. Yeah. Uh, How do you call it? In app development, we say it's not a bug, it's a feature. That's exactly it, right? (laughs) So it's an ABC structure. You did that, I felt this way, and then if you want, you add a question. Yeah. Okay. Mm Uh, One woman said that she's expressing her joy. Uh, I will will say the exact quote, Mm -hmm. expressing my joy. If I have a wonderful dance with someone, I tell him. I tell him that I hope to dance with him again because I enjoyed myself. Mm -hmm. Politeness and communicating that someone gave you joy costs nothing. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, when I was novice, I noticed that men enjoyed dancing with me even though my steps were very limited at the time, simply because I expressed the joy that they gave me. Leaders tell me that they rather dance with a novice who showed happy vibes. Mm-hmm. Someone who dances for many, many years and shows zero emotion. What is the joy in that? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 14.4 percent of the answers. I developed my dance. All right. So basically musicality, technique, and everything else. 8.8 percent of the answers. Mirada. I mm-hmm. practice mirada. I ask. Like if if you're not good in in in, in, in miradas. Ask your teachers to do a demonstration in the class.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Like, I would like that. Can we do like a role play for like 15 minutes? People will laugh, people will learn, people will practice, people will do it. 6.4% of the women, they said they're going to use a sexier dress. (laughs) And you you knew this was coming. Now, sexier doesn't have to mean that you show more skin. It might simply mean choosing a dress that makes you feel sexier Mm -hmm. or your movement looks better. Yeah. Um, and sometimes all you need to do is just schedule a night out with your fellow talleras and, you know, try some, some clothes together and ask them mm-hmm. what makes you look good, what not, or simply go to, a, um, to a store mm-hmm. where they sell and ask them, they right. will tell you which kind of clothes fit best for you, mm-hmm. for your body type.
0: Yeah.
1: Using a good location is 6.4, 6.4% of the women said that. So mm-hmm. I choose this location because, you know, most, more people, uh, most couples are formed there. Uh I don't sit at the same place or night. I pay attention to where my favorite leaders spend most of their time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yes, be humble, kind, and friendly, 4.8%. I know it feels a little bit like it's getting repetitive, but this is the main idea. Like, this is important. <laughs> those, those techniques work because mm-hmm. of the reasons we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Tango traveling, that's four percent of the women they mentioned. That what I, I need to say there is like we have three main kind of events: marathons, encuentros, and festivals. Mm-hmm and they work differently yep. uh, I don't know how it's in the US but in Europe festivals usually have more people mm-hmm. in some cases you can go to 600 700 sometimes the big ones even 1000 people yeah uh, but usually you have mainly beginners and intermediate level dancers mm-hmm. um dancing maybe two to six years something like that and you can get classes with invited maestros you have marathons mm-hmm. uh, where we have the kind of old kind of marathons, the more selective ones mm-hmm. uh, where the people are selected with like stricter criteria, mm-hmm. uh, So you know, that you're going to dance there and that most of the people who are there, they would dance at least 10 years and they will be dancing very well. And they will might be recommended by friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so there you, if, if you get to those events, usually you, you know, you're going to enjoy it, just, mm-hmm. it's just harder to enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know there's a big discussion on that topic, if we should yeah. be more open or not, and for me the main question there is what's the intent of the organizer
0: yeah
1: the organizer wants to give uh, a great experience to everybody that goes sometimes being more selective helps yeah. like if you arrive yeah. at an event and you know that you were the only one selected there everybody else is completely random mm-hmm. right you know what kind of experience you can expect but if you get in that event and you know everybody was either like you know a friend suggested they go or they dance at least in years you expect a different experience
2: mm-hmm.
1: And you're traveling for i don't know maybe you paid a thousand euros tickets yeah. accommodation food uh, you know taking vacation from your work you want to know that you're going to enjoy it and this is the pressure that the organizers have towards being more selective mm-hmm. all right I don't think any organizer is the kind of person who's like, oh no, I just want the best of the best of the best. No, they mm-hmm. want to give experience. Mm-hmm. And the answer is that that if they say yes to everyone, they might not give the best experience. Yeah. But there are other ways to give a great experience too, and that's not only related to level. Mm-hmm. It can be about friendliness, it could be about other things that might be harder to evaluate though.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then you have the encuentros, which are usually a lot more inclusive. Uh, most of the encounters in Europe, the, the organizers that promote it as, you know, close embrace, focus mm-hmm. on musicality, mm-hmm. less steps, uh, and you have that. So what I suggest is, like, if if a follower hasn't traveled yet, I would suggest go to a couple of different uh, events.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there, there are criteria on how to select your event. And, uh, like, if somebody wants, they can just contact me and ask me. Or in the book, there's a little bit of information, not too much, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things I would love to say but i know that if i do somebody's <laughs> my head off so sides uh from all sides so i'm like okay let, 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 let's keep that child friendly yeah, yeah. Um, but if somebody wants uh, some recommendation please feel free to to yeah. conduct it yeah um, and we have musicality 3.2 percent of the responses mm-hmm. uh, they improve the musicality we have the partner's responsibility. So if you're going to a with a leader, with a friend, it really helps. The, the earlier you get the first Tanda, the better it, it is. Mm-hmm. Because people see that you dance. You are yeah. pre-approved. Somebody approved you before, right? Mm-hmm. If I see, uh, like, I don't know, if I see a beautiful, wonderful woman, like successful CEO of a company dating a certain guy, I will immediately assume this guy is probably not shit. You know, <laughs> he probably has not Right, fire. yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. guy is pre-approved and pre-approval is very important in Milongas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if they see you dancing, the chances of you dancing more uh, are a lot higher.
2: Yeah.
1: And this yep. is one part of the strategy. If you want to put all your focus on doing on achieving one thing in a milonga, is try to get the first tanda as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Then you get to that first tanda, smile, enjoy it, show to people that you're enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Usually mm-hmm. the rest of the of the of the night will go great.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah
1: we have the learn to lead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I will, I will, I'll kind of stop here to not, uh, cause I think it's, it's already too much, but <laughs> is, is the learning to lead part. Okay. Mm-hmm. And A lot of women, they, they decided that, okay, I don't dance. So I'm going to learn how to lead. Yeah. And that will get you more dances. My only question here is, are those the dances that you wanted?
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: if what you enjoy in tango, is the role of the follower Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and learning to lead might not give you the happiness that you were looking for. Yeah. Uh, of course you might start leading and then you realize that you like leading a lot more than following. That's always a possibility. Sure. But I think this is what happens a lot in in our society Mm -hmm. that we keep, um, taking roles that might not be best for us. Mm -hmm. Right. So for example, for me, I, I love, I love to lead. I yeah. love to. Lead. Mm-hmm. But the few times that I happened to follow from a very great dancer, mm-hmm. I was already thinking like, wait a second, maybe I love this one more. You know? <laughs> it was something that came from inside. I was like, I might enjoy that more. And I mm-hmm. think that's a great reason to learn how to lead. But if the reason is that nobody dances with you,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: then maybe you need to look first, all the things that we discussed. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, if you want the, um, to get access to the free online course, I, I can give you the access for free. Mm-hmm. You, you can check it out. If you want to check the book, it's available in Spanish, in French, and in uh, English for now. Mm-hmm. Probably Portuguese and, and German is coming soon. How to dance more in Milongas, or mm-hmm. you just write Dimitri Bronowski on, on, on Amazon, it will appear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but In English, uh, you can get it for free, the, the online course, so you can watch it there. Uh, go through the list. Yeah. Ask yourself, what can I change? My assumption is that after you listen to this podcast,
2: mm-hmm. if
1: you have taken three reasons that people don't like and you remove them, three reasons that people like and you add them to your you know repertoire of of, of tactics in the Milonga, then, longer, then uh, you will already have more results that, that, that you would expect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, nice, Nice. Wow, Dimitri, this is a
0: lot of great information. Uh you clearly spent a lot of time um yeah, trying to get to the core of this uh, very loaded but very important question and a very important issue. And, yeah, and just, again, it just kind of keeps coming up, that, that feeling of joy because, um, you know, when I see, and I know a lot of other leaders feel this way, it's like when they see somebody follow dancing and with this big smile on her face, and a lot of times you think, hey, I want to dance with that person because I want to make her smile too. And, and then, again, it goes back to the whole giving part of dancing and you kind of let go of your own ego and you're more focused on giving and it just creates that positivity loop that uh
1: that creates a really nice night out yeah it's, it's for me it's the question how can i bring more joy into that milonga yeah like if you answer you don't even need all the things that we discussed like this one hour and a half that some people lost in listening to that you don't need that <laughs> i should have said at the beginning just, just start with that like how can i bring more joy in the milonga yeah if you answer that question i think there is Is Mm -hmm. self explanatory. Of course, you need to work a little bit in your technique and your Mm -hmm. your stuff. And this is why you have like great teachers all around the world that can help you, right? But after that, if you are with another person in the Milonga and you have like equal level, equal beauty, Mm -hmm. equal Mm -hmm. years, I don't know, she's your twin sister, right? Yeah. And she dances double as you. The difference is on the other parts.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned before that I think is worth repeating is. Um, stop blaming external circumstances. I mean, again, this is not just for followers; for leaders as well, if there's something that's not working at a malanga, you're not having fun, don't just say, oh, if only this was different, if only that was different, it's, there's never gonna be a perfect malanga, there's never gonna be a perfect environment, there's always something, maybe there's a big pole in the middle of the, uh, of the dance floor, because that's a load-bearing pole that has to keep the building from collapsing, or maybe there's no air conditioning. There's always gonna be something. External you can't change the, and the external things are not going to are not what going to make you is that what's going to make the, uh, the, the The dancing enjoyable and we um, have to create it in many ways. So
1: Absolutely, it's yeah, like yeah. In, in life. I mean, one of the fastest way to become happy is to learn how to let go and yeah. when, when you have expectations of other people and you hold on those expectations uh, You just bring more like unhappiness in your life. Yeah, uh but for me one very important thing during this research was as you can imagine I started posting about the books in many f- Facebook groups yeah and I got a lot of heat mm-hmm. because mainly a lot of people they don't understand mm-hmm. the thinking behind this it's not just a guy telling you do this or don't do this mm-hmm. that would be stupid
2: yeah
1: the only thing I try to do is to collect all the information and tell you that's what people said yeah. you know take it or leave it that's all yours
2: yeah
1: the second thing was like. I was posting like you know in this book you can find the reasons black like, people dance or don't dance and then how you can build trust how you can build connection how you can build praise mm-hmm. embrace all these extra things that I have in the book but people were commenting underneath we already know why people don't dance with us we're not young we're not sexy we're not like the best dancers in the room
2: mm-hmm.
1: and for me I was feeling very bad because I was like these are exactly the kind of people that need to read the results yeah. of this was <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I, I actually had a person that i just texted here and i was like look you don't need to pay me give me your address i'm going to send you the book okay. <laughs> read it read it okay yeah. that's all mm-hmm. i want because it's it's mm-hmm. it feels uh, i ha- have a friend she's, yeah. she's i think 60 65 now mm-hmm. a wonderful woman uh, she's struggling with cancer for now like i don't know five years but she, she has this wonderful like She's a very kind person, but she doesn't dance a lot. Milongas is yeah. like old, a little bit bigger and people just don't dance with her. And every time she, well, like we talk, she's very friendly. It's a very nice person. But once she like posts online on Facebook, every time she's like complaining about the guys, mm-hmm. those young people who don't dance with the older ones and they dance only with, uh, you know, the short skirts and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's that moment that my heart is going... Look, you could have such much better experience if you just allow yourself the possibility, mm-hmm. like okay, maybe I'm wrong for a second Just put your opinion on the side for like, I don't know, two mm-hmm. hours the online course and just put it on the side and just ask yourself what if mm-hmm. and then try a few things in the Milanga. And then if you see a change, then perfect, you can change your opinion. If you don't see a change, wonderful, go back to your opinion. Dad. It's like yeah. my, my job is, is done, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, and I have to tell you, I was very terrified yeah. uh, when I, I was writing the book. <laughs> the, the online course is a lot easier. I have it on my website. I can, like, remove people from there. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you put it into a book, mm-hmm. uh, then you're putting a part of yourself out there, and right. we all know, like in the society that we live now, mm-hmm. everything can be misinterpreted. Everything yeah. can be taken out of context. Yep. And I say, suddenly they say, okay, Dimitris is telling to women to go and record people in Milongas. And you're like, nah, that's not, uh, yeah, yep. But, but, but if you do record me, please send me the video. Yeah. Uh, that's what I have to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is weird. I will mean, may be maybe opening another can of worms. Um, I don't know, hopefully not to, to, to go too far, um, uh, into a, into another rabbit hole, but I, I just wonder, If, you know, on the one hand, the social media is wonderful because it allows me to connect with you. I mean, we're a lot closer now. I was in the U.S. before, and now I'm also, I'm just one hour in the time zone ahead of you, so it's a little easier for us to communicate. But it's great. We got in touch on Facebook, and then there's, you know, I can find out about events on Facebook. I remember I talked to this guy from... um, uh, I had him on my uh, podcast. I think he was from Denmark, but he was one of the really early Tangeros in the '90s, trying to get things organized before the internet was around. They had to call people, mail posters, and it was really expensive. And um, but now we were much more connected. But at the same time, I think something as um, horrible has happened to our egos as a as a result of the social media. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure people are all also talking about it. It's just that. We have this tendency to take things so personally now, on because your Facebook thing—it's all about you. It's all about you, and then, and then that does something to your ego. And then, and then when you see something you disagree with on, um, you know, or you perceive to be disagreed, it, people perceive it as a personal attack. And that's just kind of when I scroll through some of the responses to, of, you know, you're trying to help people, Demetrius, and all of a sudden people are shouting and then they're arguing and then it's, like you said, behaving like toddlers again. And um, yeah, I think that's just another challenge of, t- of, of tango that we have to, to be dealing with. But I'm really glad that you were, you know, you were brave to, to put the book out and to, to ask these difficult questions and try to help. You know, try to get this, uh, get this issue, not and to challenge your own assumptions. And I think that was uh, that was
1: really important. Yeah, we like we are separated by our common passion. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody has like we love it, so we have strong opinions. Yeah. And what happens? There was a beautiful research on social media.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Actually, not on all, not social media, on all digital communication. And Mm -hmm. what they found out is that we are many times more probable to Mm -hmm. focus on the differences when we have online communication. Yeah. So uh, if you have the same amount of like differences and like things that are the same, mm-hmm. we'll focus on, on the differences. It's, it's, it's a lot easier on the online communication. Mm-hmm. Offline communication is the opposite. Yep. Like if I tell you something and you completely disagree in longer, milonga, mm-hmm. I mean you're going to lift your glass, you're going to laugh, you're going to make a joke and we move on. Right. If that happens on Facebook, it's a different situation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing for me is that, as I told you in the beginning, when somebody is content and happy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we don't take action. Yeah. In, marketing, in marketing, what we say, we have a, like a, emotions that make us positive and negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And then we have emotions that make us take action, emotions that make us want to just sit on our couch comfortably. Mm-hmm. So when you're content and happy, you don't want to do anything. You just want to sit on your couch and watch Netflix.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you're angry with something, you want to talk, you want to scream. So what happens is that all the negative elements of the, of the milongas are being multiplied online
0: mm-hmm.
1: because the people who are unsatisfied, they scream a lot more than the people who are satisfied. Yeah. And that's always how, how it used to be. For example, hmm. I don't know probably you have seen somewhere online the discussion about uh somebody smells like alcohol in a milonga. Yeah. And if you see it online, it appears to be like a huge topic, like, oh, people smell alcohol and everything. <laughs> I was like, let me see that. So I post on my Facebook profile and I, have, I don't know 150 responses. Like in the last three to four months, something like that, I said, like, how often did you dance with somebody that like smelled like alcohol? Like one, like zero times in the last four. <laughs> one time through, and like, 130, 140 responses was like zero or maybe once. Mm-hmm. Four months, I'm like, I smell more alcohol when I walk in the street. <laughs> I mean, give me break. So it's not an actual problem. We think it's a problem, at least. It seems to not be an actual problem based on the people who responded my Facebook post. Okay, I'll, I'll be very, very specific on my on my message.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and what I like to solve is, is problems that are big and hopefully real. For mm. example, I did exactly the same respo- uh, research survey for how guys can dance more in milongas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't really bother <laughs> looking into the results because most guys, they don't have this problem. Yeah. Right? Not because they are better dancers. They A lot of the reasons they don't have this problem is, is the wrong kind of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh, they don't. So if I was trying to solve this problem, I wouldn't be helping many people, mm-hmm. right? For the leaders, the problems to be solved, and maybe somebody can do that better than me, is how to be considered the best tanda in the How to be considered one of the best experiences somebody's has. Mm-hmm. Because this has to do with the male ego, which we do have. Yeah. Okay. And I don't feel bad about it. I feel like it, it's 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 in our role. It's, it's in our, mm-hmm. I don't know, theology. I don't know. At least it's in mine mm-hmm. to feel like, okay, I'm good at something. Yeah. You know, I don't mm-hmm. suck at everything. At least I have <laughs> one thing I might be good at I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I hope I have more than that, but it feels good to be good at something. Yeah. Um, and if somebody can create the package and market it correctly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, then in that program, we can put a lot of information that the guys actually need to know mm-hmm. <laughs> and change in themselves. Uh, cause I also, I received a lot of messages from women as well. saying in the meetings, why do you only publish about what women need to do to dance more? Mm-hmm. What about guys? I'm like, oh, <laughs> i have a big list. But mm-hmm. I know that if I publish this list, the guy, it will not change anything for the guys. Yeah. They need a different approach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so yes, yeah. I, I prefer to, to help those who want to change. Mm-hmm. Not the ones who don't want to change mm-hmm. yeah. it's, an easy, <laughs> it's easier path.
0: Yeah. I found out with the ego, I mean, there's not much you can do with having a huge ego, but as, as long as your level of humility is also really high, having a, a big ego and a lot of humility, um, that can be useful. <laughs> but it's that, uh, yeah.
1: He got help. He got yeah. help, and yeah. God knows we need it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. Well, Demetrius, this was a lot of fun. I still have the links to all of your other books. I will put a link to this one as well. Because um, it's on the Curious Tanguero, too, with all the, where you can get in all the different languages, right? It's
1: perfect. Yeah, I, w- I will send you the link so we can put everything in the description.
0: Great. Great. I'll do that. Um, also, just a quick last question. So uh, what's, the, what's the next big project you have coming up
1: <laughs> or ideas for, for the next one? You, you know me too well. <laughs> Tango has two, two big problems how do we get people into tango yeah and how we stop losing people mm. right till this year and the last three three and a half years all i focused was the second part mm-hmm. all right so how do we make people who are in tango enjoy it more Tangofulness was about that mm. help you understand yourself in the concept concept of uh, context of tango how to dance more in milongas if you enjoy it more you will probably stay tango tips by the maestros get many different information from different teachers to realize that there are many different opinions and you need to explore it more for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Tango partner, the app was about connecting the existing Tango community so they can find easier events and everything. We still have a lot of issues and troubles there. Hopefully this year we can, we can resolve those. And a few other projects all in the same direction. The, the Curious Tangier newsletter uh, is basically a newsletter I send every week with everything that I learned that week or, you know, before that, that helped me understand my tango, improve my tango or help my partners dance better. So a lot of thoughts and, um, tips that I received from other people that helped my journey and I hope it will help somebody else. So that's the second part mm-hmm. this year. I want to focus on the first part, right. how do we bring more people to tango? Mm-hmm. And what that means is uh, a lot more B2B. So business to business, mm-hmm. uh, I want to find tango professionals who want to understand how they can grow the schools. And we can work together. I'm actually going to start a, a project pretty soon. I posted online already. I asked, okay, I'm going to help five Tango teachers grow their school. Uh, you know, the first free session can be uh, if we organized soon. Just let me know. I had like, I don't know, 100 responses, 150 responses underneath. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I realized there's a demand there. Um, and I want to solve it because once I have the opportunity to work with five, 10, maybe 20 different teachers. Mm-hmm. I can very clearly see, okay, that those concepts of marketing work in the Tango world. Mm-hmm. And once I understand that, it can be packaged, it can be a process, and then we can send it to all the Tango teachers around the world and tell them, guys, you don't need to understand marketing.
2: Mm-hmm. Do
1: this, do this, do this, do this, this is how you bring more people, do this, like during your first day, when the person comes in the first class, try this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. When they're thinking of subscribing try to do this, this, uh, just very actionable things because I know most Tango teachers are artists. Mm-hmm. They're not businessmen. They right. don't know marketing. They don't want to learn marketing and I don't blame them. Uh, <laughs> so I want to create a solution there. And uh, this is a project I really want to do for the last three years, but I didn't have the time mm-hmm. write a Tango novel All right. um, that will expose world of tango to people who don't dance tango Mm -hmm. in an inviting way and then use all my influence my reach of the newsletters because now how about i think 17 people in the newsletter then we have the app then we have all this kind of reach so if i can create this kind of book and if it's a good one Mm -hmm. uh, then this can be something that tango dancers can give to their friends uh, people from, uh, Amazon, they can just buy it on Amazon and mm-hmm. then random people that just may be interested in tango, or interested in the novel, and then can start being exposed to what tango actually is. Because one of the reasons we lose people in tango is because of perceptions, people mm-hmm. coming into tango thinking that they're going to dance on a stage with, uh, Antonio Panderas and I don't know, and that they need to do all these jumps and everything. Yep. And then they come and they see something different, right? And although it's not a bad, different, it's different.
2: Mm-hmm. And when
1: it's different, it feels strange and when it's strange, you think twice before you actually continue mm-hmm. right but if you change the perception before that we have a better cho- uh, a, a better chance
2: mm-hmm.
1: there is also a big part that has to do with uh, with our communities because a lot of people they say that the tank communities are getting more and more toxic yeah and what we mean by that is that we go to the milongas and we don't enjoy it more mm-hmm. right um there is a part there that might be able to be improved or not this okay. i haven't figured out yet yeah i need to ask a lot more people people that are smarter than me to understand mm-hmm. if we can actually do something on a global scale to change that mm-hmm. uh, and then i have a, another part that i think i discussed with you a long time ago
2: mm-hmm.
1: i want to create uh, some very good marketing content
0: yeah
1: that every tango teacher can share around the world to bring more people to the schools but this is going to be inside the marketing uh, the marketing program that i want to do And this is for, I think that'll be enough for 2024. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say so. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Because this is how I usually start and then like two or three other projects. Mm -hmm. There's one more project. (laughs) All right. Let's hear it. Well, the idea there is that um, most Tango teachers, they're not so like, there are a lot of things of running a school Mm -hmm. that can be systematized through software all right
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it can be everything from payment solutions to how you manage your students to how you communicate about courses to how you remind the students that the next course is coming mm-hmm. the next class, so you can draw them back to the to the classes and this th- there is a software being developed right now almost ready with like website and app and everything that hopefully by the beginning of 2024 will be ready nice and, and uh, then we can like give that to different schools together with the process of how you can grow your school from zero to 30, and then from 30 to a hundred students, then over a hundred students. I have a couple of, um, very good friends, Tango teachers who have schools who have at least a hundred to 200 students. So they have been through the journey and they understand how you, what are the things you need to do to to grow? Mm -hmm. Uh, so my idea is that combining the marketing expertise that I have Mm -hmm. with software and the experience of the different Tango teachers who went through the journey, we can create a, a plan for people to go through it. Like if people who don't understand anything about business, anything about marketing, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to be able to focus on all the things that they love so that we can grow. Ideally, if I achieve that, uh, I want to be able to simply contact the school and tell them, how much do you want to pay to get 10, 20, 30 new students? Yeah. They give a price, if the price is good enough for me, They don't need to do anything else. We bring them all the students and they don't need to worry about the marketing. And this, if we manage to build a system like that, especially a system that we can replicate in different countries around the world, we can finally beat salsa (laughs) and uh, (coughs) and all these young folks that keep dancing with joy and happiness every day. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I told you what I did back when in in the US was, I, I we had a great salsa community. So what I did is I created a salsa tango event every week. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah. Yes. So that w- was not unfortunate. So the venue closed. So um, after what over a well almost almost tw- uh, gosh not quite 20 years maybe 17 years or something like that. After that, uh, we finally had to end it. But that's only because the venue closed. But it was a really fun event, and we did get some crossover, and there was a lot of joy. So. Well, Demetrius, thank you so much for getting in touch with me. You know, this is the first episode I've done in a long time because of just craziness of life. Most of my belongings are... have not arrived yet and we don't know when they're going to arrive which includes my (laughs) dance shoes and my actual podcasting microphone so i'm you can't really see it if you're listening um i'm using this this gaming headset which i bought for something else because i don't actually play video games so i do i am sorry if the sound does sound my voice sounds a little bit drier than normal but um it was great talking to you again, Demetrius. Thank you so much for reaching out and for sharing your insights on this really fascinating topic. And um, hopefully you followers listening will use some of these strategies and hopefully you'll get more dances. And yeah, it's great. So I love what you're doing, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for what you do and for uh, bringing joy and trying to help our communities all around the world. Thanks, man. It was very fun. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you again. Keep in touch.
1: Cheers.